Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. You know the deal. When you get into wrestling, you have to be desperate to become the world champion. And if not, you must throw yourself out of a window because you have forsaken the legends of the ring. Or something. So here's 10 wrestlers that never wanted to be WWE champion. Yep, number 10, Jeff Hardy in 2003. So as of me chatting, Jeff Hardy seems to be going through some issues and fingers crossed he can finally get healthy and put these behind him. Sadly, this has been going on for some time and became a problem for the WWE in 2003. Jim Ross has spoken very passionately about Hardy's potential at the turn of the century, and according to JR, Jeff wasn't overly pleased when the company asked him to go to rehab. As some sort of make-weight, they told the charismatic enigma that if he did go and got clean, a WWE title run would be waiting on the other side, but he still said no. Either the belt didn't mean that much to the Hardy boy, or more likely his personal demons had taken over. It was a sad situation. So here's hoping there are some brighter days ahead. You can't deny Jeff's everlasting popularity. Number 9, Bruno Sammartino in 1973. Are you ready for a record that will never be beaten? In 1963, Bruno Sammartino was the then WWF champion for 2,803 days. His reign almost lasted a decade, and that is ridiculous. As you can probably imagine, when the 70s rolled around, Bruno was exhausted and decided he needed a break. You don't say. It's why Ivan Koloff was used as a conduit to get the belt onto Pedro Morales, and as San Martino said in numerous interviews after the fact, when Vince McMahon Sr. came calling again a few years later, he had no interest in being the man once more. He was done with it. Money in a lighter schedule soon changed this, and Bruno defeated Stan Stasiak to become a two-time champ, and this time only held it for a measly four years. So the next time you get mad about Roman Reigns for his run, remember it is nothing compared to this. Number 8, Goldberg in 2003. Goldberg has been very open about the fact that he didn't enjoy his first WWE run. Vince McMahon wasn't all that pleased with it either, mostly as there was a very real disconnect about how the man should be booked. Goldberg thought it was best for his character to retain that crazy intensity, whereas McMahon wanted him to wear a wig. Obviously, the boss was always going to win, which is why in 2003, Bill also won the world heavyweight title and looked like he'd rather be anywhere else. He did have an okay run as that was October and he didn't drop it till December. From that point on, Bill counted the days until his deal expired and as Bruce Pritchard admitted on his podcast, not even more of these reigns would have helped. He just didn't want to be there and no gold around his waist was going to change it. Number 7, Chavo Guerrero in 2006. Right, take this one with a pinch of salt. We do have to say that because I'm going to assume some of you will scoff but at the same time, why couldn't Chavo Guerrero be pitched as WWE champion? He had the legacy, the name 
in value. I think weirder people have been given the nod. However, there are rumors out there that shortly after Eddie Guerrero's death, the idea was batted around that Chavo should become the guy. When he was broached about this, he didn't feel like he was in the right headspace to handle it, which is why we pivoted to Rey Mysterio instead. Now, it does seem odd that, ooh, Chavo would turn this down. Surely it was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. But I think these dots do connect. You just lost a family member and a close friend. I doubt a title means anything after that. So we will never know for sure, but it is out there. And now you know about it too. Number six, Batista in 2014. This one makes much more sense. People have often ignored how smart Batista was when it came to pro wrestling, because the guy just got it. Even before he returned in 2014, he knew he should have been booked as a heel, but given that Vince McMahon thought otherwise that didn't happen, <laughs> then he got booed when he won the Royal Rumble. Whoops. This was mostly as fans had their eyes on Daniel Bryan, but Big Dave was astute enough to see this. And even though there was a reported title run written into his deal, Batista still went out of his way to tap to Bryan at WrestleMania 30 because, again, he got it. There were also some extra murmurs he was annoyed about all this, but I would assume that was down to the fact we should have gone with his plan. And if he did have something about championships in writing and refused, give that man a round of applause. That is someone putting the company first, and more individuals could stand to be like the animal. Number 5, Shawn Michaels in 2008 Nothing sums up more that there were definitely two distinct versions of Shawn Michaels than when in 2008 he said he didn't want the WWE title. In the mid-90s, he would have done anything to get his hands on it. The proof is in the fact he only had one 28-day reign after returning to the WWE as the champ. Don't forget that period lasted eight years. That's ages. Vince McMahon disagreed and had it inked in for Michaels to win the World Heavyweight Championship with Chris Jericho at no mercy, but the hot break came told the boss this was a bad idea. The ladder match would be far better suited to Jericho grabbing the belt, mostly because it would do more for his character. He was right. It was due to the fact that we were kind of early on in Chris's best heel run and he needed something to establish that, and saying you're the absolute best is a good way to do it. A fair play to HBK here. He smashed it. Number four, Kurt Angle in 2003. So this was quite the situation. As most of us know, at WrestleMania 19, Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar tangled in the main event when Brock landed on his head and almost broke his neck. It was terrifying. It knocked Lesnar loopy to the point he had no clue what was going on. This meant it was down to Kurt to walk him through the final moments of the match as that move was meant to be the finish. Nuts. Angle knew he had to pin Brock to make this look like it was part of the show, but as he did that, he begged for the beast to kick out because he didn't want to be WWE champion. That was doubly true as he needed time off to sort out some serious injuries so he didn't have the wherewithal to carry the company. Thankfully, Lesnar must have remembered something because he did do this and the switch happened, but honestly, it could have been so much worse than it turned out to be. Truly scary stuff. Number three, Eddie Guerrero in 2004. It may be slightly less now, but 20 or so years ago, being the WWE champion was no easy ask. You had a lot of pressure thrust upon your shoulders as the whole success of the company was down to how you drew and how much interest you were able to generate for the product. It's why a few months into his sole reign, Latino Heat was said to be struggling with the whole concept and became obsessed with TV ratings, pay-per-view buy rates, and how many fans were sat in the stands. It all became a bit much for the man, so Eddie asked to drop the goal to JBL just four months later, and that idea got given the green light. The worst part about all of it is that one year later, Guerrero was slated to defeat Batista to win his next World Heavyweight title, 
and he passed away. That just stings, but even without that, Eddie has still gone down as one of the best ever, and there's a very good reason for that. Number two, The Rock in 2005. WWE went Hollywood for WrestleMania 21, so reached out to The Rock to appear on the show. In 2005, Dwayne Johnson had found some success in acting, so Vince McMahon had the grand idea to make him the world champion. He could beat JBL to claim this prize... And as it turned out, Rocky wasn't interested. He didn't think coming back to take on John Bradshaw Layfield was fitting of his star power, which is when that was scrapped and John Cena took his place instead. <laughs> I believe that's called irony. Turns out this was a good call as the Great One never made the pay-per-view anyway as he was tied up making a movie. When the opportunity to add to his world title tally was offered, The Rock said no. Number one, The Undertaker in 2004. It is a hard choice in wrestling. Do you protect your gimmick or go after the belt? Who the hell knows? As the story goes, though, The Undertaker was the top choice to take the title off Eddie Guerrero in 2004. This was also when he was transitioning back from the American Badass to the Dead Man, so it seemed to make sense. But Mark Calloway saw it differently. He felt like the return of the original character was big enough and that it didn't need a championship overshadowing it. So nothing ever came of it. It's why Taker ended up working with Kane at WrestleMania 20, then feuded with Booker T and the Dudley Boys before losing to JBL, who had beaten Guerrero. So there it is. Fair play to the Phenom, though. Such a choice was probably the right one, and it didn't make a blind bit of difference either way. People were just so pumped to see the return of The Undertaker. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.